Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Jay Long. He's got, wow, such an upbeat, inspiring song. It is called Jesus Absolutely Is My Everything, a.k.a. Jamie. We're going to talk about that. And just, you know, this has so brought me back to sort of an 80s Minneapolis funk kind of mood. So I'm going to see if you have some inspirations there. So welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for having me. You know, people must say that this song reminds them of the heyday of, you know, Prince, Morris Day and the Time, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Were you inspired by those classic artists? Absolutely. Um, Prince being, um, you know, uh, my inspiration for, you know, and D'Angelo also, uh, which D'Angelo was inspired by Prince as well. And, um, you know, growing up, D'Angelo was one of my favorite artists. So it's, it, it, it's, it's, all, it's like a pot. Um, and then, uh, of course, I grew up, my mother raised me on, on gospel music. So it's just all, that's Jay Long all in one pot. Um, so, yeah, most definitely influenced by Prince. I, I could just imagine you performing this in a church and getting everyone up and dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, that, with that live band and, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we're definitely different. We bring a new sound to the genre of Christian music. Um, but, yeah, most definitely with uh, we, we, we smack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I talked to a lot of Christian artists mm-hmm. or, you know, or gospel or inspiration, you know, whatever you want to call it. And there's such a variety you know, how, how does the Christian music world, uh, you know, respond to something, you know, that has such a Prince sound to it? You know what? Um, I, I I really don't know yet. But, you know, um, because, you know, my sound over the years, you know, I, I'm, I've been established for a little while, but I took a long hiatus and I, I come back and this is more of the music that I want to make, you know, versus, you know, when I got in the industry um, years ago, uh, making what either a label was telling me to make or, you know, making uh, trending sounds at the time. So this is not something that's traditional in Christian music. This is not something that's, um, you know, uh, that's trending in, 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 in Christian music or mainstream music, period. Um, but it's, it's, it's who I'm true to. It's, it's the sound that I'm true to. Uh, it's, it's what I grew up off of, you know, live guitars, you know, uh, funky bass lines. And, you know, uh, I, I mean, we'll see how they respond. But as far as me, this is what I'm happy making. And to give honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, while doing it, hey, look, <laughs> I couldn't be more happy of making music now. Now you're in what Nashville now, but you're originally from Texas. Absolutely. So Texas, tell me a little bit about your journey from you know singing as of a very young kid. Mm-hmm. It seems like you started very young and had some interesting musical influences in your family. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So my uncle Huey. Uncle Huey Long, um, he's from the original Ink Spots. You know, just just seeing those guys uh, 
jam growing up in my grandmother's living room and my grandfather playing guitar for, you know, some of the the blues legends, the Bobby, the Bobby Blue Blands, and you know, uh just growing up in a musical family, uh all my mother and her sisters, they sung. Um, I started playing drums in church at a very, very young age. Um so just growing up in a musical family, it was only right to uh, you know, it was it was de- destined and designed pretty much for me by God to end up doing something musical with my life. And, you know, that's where I'm at today, just just fulfilling my purpose. You know, I first read in your bio uh, that you're related to Huey Long. Got very excited because I think a lot of younger people nowadays don't remember the ink spots, and yet they were so successful and so influential. And what was that really big hit, um, If I Didn't Care? Uh Uh-huh. And 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 didn't one of your relatives actually help create an ink spots museum? Yeah, so uh, there's a Huey Long Museum in Houston, Texas. Um, so if you get a, if anybody gets a chance, uh, just go. If you're in Houston, go go to my uncle Huey's um, museum, and it's pretty cool, man. I got some footage from from years ago of he and I sitting around he's playing his guitar and he's like giving me tips and you know i didn't really understand you know that moment you know you know 15 years ago (laughs) you know i didn't understand how pivotal it was or you know just how amazing and honored you know of an honor it was to be sitting there with such a legend you know because he's family so you know it's just like wow but of course he's 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 gone now he actually passed away on on my birthday, you know, um, which was kind of like to me, like, all right, I'm passing the legacy on to you. You keep the family last name going and you, you go represent, you go do what you do. But uh, some every now and again, I'll pop that footage in and I'll just watch it and just, you know, just be able to learn. It's less like me learning all over again because he's sitting there teaching me things and he's talking to me and he's telling me, you know, you know, he's giving me advice that someone like him, you know, could only give. Do you remember, like, some of the best advice he ever gave you? Keep God first. Yeah. In, in all that you do, keep God first. And you remember, like, as a kid, like, how, what was the youngest you were at when you got to, like, sit in on one of his rehearsal sessions? No, it, it, music in my family and 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 it was just it was a constant thing it was nothing for someone to just start singing in the living room and then next thing you know it's a full-out concert going on in the living room so it i mean that was just our our family that was our, our household and it's still like that today when we get together for the holidays you know it, it's not uncommon just for us to all break out in song you know uh, we have a lot of musicians in our family uh i grew up playing the drums but you know um later on i would start playing guitar and you know we have pianists and i, I mean the whole family is just musically inclined so pretty much that's in, that's our dna you come to a long family event there's going to be singing so did was it just like a done deal you're going to go into music. Did you ever like doubt 
or did you ever think you would do anything other than music? Nah, this 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 is what I was born into. Um, and you know, haven't found success in it. Uh, I actually, it's actually something I, I tried to stray away from. You know, um, the the hustle and the bustle and the politics of the music industry, man. It makes you want to sometimes just say, "Hey, I don't want to deal with that." You know, I just want to create music. I don't care about all the other stuff that's going on. I just want to create music. Um, but th it is a business, and that's the part of it that I don't like. You know, so if anything, if any doubt would creep in, that's where it would, it would come from. I never doubted the talent. I never doubted, you know, the ability for me to go create music because that's what I was born to do, create. And then um, my creator, uh, which is my heavenly father, gave me the ability to create. But it's it's man, it's us. When we put business on everything and, you know, we, we make everything so political and, you no, know, this needs to be this and this needs to be that and this needs to be this. And, you know, that that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up, were you in the church choir? Oh, yeah, whether I wanted to be or not. Uh, yeah, you, you had to sing in the choir <laughs> like that. That was uh, that was mandatory. So how old were you when you started that? Uh, man, two. I started playing two. drums in church when I was two. And I think for a musician, that's quite a gift because I don't think you realize until you grow up how much that, that just got ingrained in you. You know, where you, you know, you just take so much for granted and you exactly. probably, you know, as opposed to, you know, people who learn an instrument as an adult, mm -hmm. don't you think as a kid, you absorb that knowledge so much easier? Uh, yes. And, um, you, you, it's like kids have no fear. So you, you, you approach it differently. You know, you approach it, you know, we're, we're taught fear, you know, uh, we're shaped into that. You know, um, if you, if a kid just starts walking, uh, for the first time and you take them on a cliff that's three, 300 feet high, they'll run straight off of it, not knowing the dangers, you know, because they approach it differently. Uh, they're bold, but it's when you start to grow up and actually get shaped into the iniquities of the world and you're taught fear and, and you see things differently. So, you know, um, the same thing with instruments. When you're a kid and, and you're, you're, you're playing an instrument, you're, you're not thinking about sounding bad. You just want to play the instrument. To you, it's the most beautiful, beautiful music you've ever heard in your life um, because it is the most beautiful music you heard in your life because you're, you're a kid. It's the first music you're starting to hear in your life. So you don't know what's a bad note. You don't know what's a good note. And that's, that's pretty much us human beings. You know, if we go all the way back to the garden of Eden, we were not to know what good was. We were not to know what evil was. We were just meant to know what God was. But once we sinned, we came into the knowledge of good and evil which has us in the place where we are today. So yeah, we, we live in fear. We, we, we live in, man, am I, am I, am I accepted? Am I, are, am, we're people pleasing now. So, you know, um, yeah, just to answer your question, uh, approaching an instrument when you're a kid, it, it's very different from approaching it when you're a grown up because as a kid, you have no fear. As an adult, you know, you, 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 you want to be perfect. 
because you know someone will tell you, oh, you, you, you're not good enough. Or, you know, someone else, you'll hear someone with, with more skill on the guitar, or more skills on an instrument. You'll be like, man, I, I'm not I'm not as good as, as this person. And it's like, man, you're exactly who you created to be. That person might can do a million riffs on the guitar, but Jay Long does this. And, and this is what Jay Long does. So nobody in the world does it like I do it or nobody does it in the world like you do it. It's how you play. It's how you sing. It's how, you know, and if it's your calling, man, do you. Your song title is very bold. Jesus absolutely is my everything. It makes me think of when you hear people talk about a lukewarm Christian. Like, this is definitely not lukewarm. It's like mm -hmm. you know, you're drawing a line in the sand saying, I'm not going halfway about this. Exactly. Um, I, I always want to know, uh, you know, be, before I knew my identity in Christ, you know, uh, of course, you know, my stage name is Jay Long. And my my birth given name is Jamie. See, I know who Jay Long is, and he's a he's a, he's a musician. He's a this, but who is Jamie? And this uh, the song "Jesus Absolutely Is My Everything" is an acronym of my actual name. So I know my identity is in Christ. So it's just amazing just being in the studio, and you know, the Spirit of God gives me this this title to this song and it's just like I'm looking at my name and I'm just like wow who is Jamie well Jamie identity is in Christ and Jesus absolutely is my everything you know one thing I read about when I'm reading about contemporary Christian music is sometimes there's the criticism that artists stop using you know the name Jesus in yes. their lyrics yes. that they that they kind of become feel-good songs, mm -hmm. but that they kind of uh, veer away from like the Bible and from the mm -hmm. name Jesus. Yep, yeah, and I totally agree. Um, um, I literally was just having this conversation with the president of the label, uh, K. Bell. Recently, we literally just had this conversation. If you go listen to some of your top forty. Christian songs, most of them don't even mention Jesus. They'll say God, but God can be anything to anybody. Who, what God are you talking about? The, the, I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the son of God, the, the way to God, the way to get to God, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, they, they'll mint, they won't mention Jesus for, you know, for, for various reasons oh the radio won't play this or it might not come off as cool so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna make this catchy tune this is what they tell themselves and i'm gonna i'm gonna paint that is christian music around it or i'm gonna paint or i'm gonna you know say this is christian music but if someone were to listen to your song would they actually come to know who jesus is in your song and it's sad to say a lot of the music today, you can't, you can't, that's called Christian music. You, you, you can't find Jesus nowhere in it. So we're very intentional. We're very, uh, we're very, very intentional when we approach uh, our music. Yes, our music is different, but you're going to hear the word of God. You're going to hear Jesus in our music, point blank, in the period. 
Well, do you think sometimes there's a temptation for Christian artists to to make their music a little more self-help rather than biblical so that they can get like a wider acceptance? Well, yeah, that's pretty much that's what I'm saying. You know, they do it to to people please. And, you know, that which goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're worried about being famous. They're worried about, you know, making money. They're, you know, the riches and the, the, the wants and the desires of the and the lust of this world. You know, look, I'm not trying to people please. I did that for, you know, the first the more than the first half of my career, I people pleased and it got me nowhere. And those same people that used to scream my name, uh, you know, when I gave my life totally to Christ and I sold out to Christ, them same people disappeared. But I said, but, and I never understood it. I said, I'm a better person today than I was then. If you listen to the music I was making then, you know, I haven't always been a Christian artist. If you listen to some of that music then, it's leading you down a path to destruction. My music today is leading you uh, down a, a path of righteousness. But, you know, you got to choose which one you want. And, 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 and it's sad to say us as humans, we're attracted to, you know, to lustful things, to, to, to the desires of this world versus, you know, things that are eternal. So, yeah, man. I'll say it like this, you know, for those who are meant to hear my music, God will draw them to my music. Um, for those who, 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 who are not, it's not for them. You know, in modern pop music, and in particular secular pop music, there's an interesting relationship with fans and artists nowadays that... Mm -hmm. It almost approaches this idol worship, you know. Do, do you think it it kind of crosses a line at times with some of these big stars? Oh yeah, um, man, it's crazy, man. I, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a big fan of. Let me just, for example, I'm a big fan of, of football. I love football, and um, me being in, in Nashville, you know, by default, I'm a, I'm a Tennessee Titan fan. So. Um, I, I got season tickets to see the Titans. And every time I go to this game, it's sold out. These games are sold out. It's it's 60 plus thousand people in the stands and they're screaming, watching somebody run with a piece of leather in their hand back and forth on a field of grass. And I'm just like, wow how are we screaming for this, but we don't scream for the one and we don't get up and, 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 and give glory and honor to the one that actually died for us. But we can, we can, we can scream for, for athletes and scream for that. It makes no sense to me. And, and I think for people, do you think that just speaks to the fact people are looking for something to admire or for someone to lead them? Um, I think that in today's world, you look at social media, um, social media has, has uh, it has its pros and it's ha it has its cons, the internet period. And, you know, everything is so accessible. So with, with everything being so accessible, you know, the lies that 
that Satan tells us, those have become even more uh, accessible. You can sit there and you pretty much hold the world in your in your in your hand all day, which we call a cell phone. Um, you hold that in your hand all day, and you 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 see the access of these lies that people are telling you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff. And they're, they're showing you that they're living this perfect life. So you, you kind of look at your life and be like, well, man, I haven't really accomplished nothing, you know, and, and you're trying to live up to this standard, not knowing that that person or that, that entertainer, man, they're going through things too. And, th and they're not happy. And, you know, um, you know, you look at our women today, it's like, well, well, let me just take my clothes off and flaunt, flaunt my body for everybody. This is how I get attention. This is how I get acceptance. And it's like, no, <laughs> people are not going to love you for that. They're just going to desire to, to, to uh, you know, take advantage of your body. You know, they don't want to know your heart. They don't want to know who you are. So, you know, you, we start to lose our identities. And, 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 you know, trying to keep up with the next person when we're all just broken humans. I don't know one human who, who lives a perfect life. And if that, that human tells you that their life is perfect, they're lying to you. So, you know, um, with everything being so accessible nowadays, we also get this, this, this role of entitlement, you know. And, you know, um, a lot of people are looking at it, looking at God like a genie in a bottle. Well, if I ask you for this and you don't give me this, then I'm going to get it on my own. And I don't really believe in this whole God, Jesus stuff, like whatever. They're showing me the blueprint on the Internet how to do it. And if that means I need to take my clothes off and strip for everybody to get to where I need to go, then that's what I'm going to do. If that means I need to do this to get to I'm gonna, and, and man, it's just it's just it's just causing, like you say, idol worship and, you know, pretty much chaos. When you read the Bible especially the parts about worship music like how do you interpret that i mean if you if you worship worship to me is 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 it goes beyond music but you know music is is one of the, the greatest forms you can you can give god you know um uh writing songs and you know uh a lot of your 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 big your big gospel songs come straight out the bible and someone told me one time he said man that that book is man is is man is written by man and you know man this and that and man I, I really don't i can't get into this bible stuff man and i tell them i say okay listen yeah it was written by man but influence that the holy spirit influenced that man to write and I say, if you look at all the music that's been written out of the Bible and nobody has came back and sued nobody for plagiarism, as greedy as man can be, that right there lets you know that man don't own them words because someone would have been sued. <laughs> so that's a very good point. I never thought about that. Exactly. So, you know, um, that lets you know these words don't belong to man. So when you take something right out of God's word and you put it in song and you give it back to him, that is a very, very high form of worship because it, you're singing his, his words to him in a form of just saying, I believe. But thank you for this very, very dope melody that you've given me. <laughs> and I know sometimes I think contemporary uh, churches, 
there is, you know, differences of opinion. Like some churches say, oh, we can only use acoustic instruments or mm -hmm. some just want instrumentals. And mm -hmm. does that ever, I don't know, not confuse, but do you ever wish it was more clear cut? Listen, man, to, to each his own. Just let your praise be real. Let your praise be true. I understand that everybody who hears a J-Long song ain't going to like a J-Long song. But that don't let that stop you from not liking the person. You know, everything is not for everybody. You know, when I first moved to Nashville, all I kept hearing was country music. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And even though I was raised on country music, you know, and, you know, country music comes from, you know, blues and gospel. It's all rooted in the same thing. You know, it wasn't my first go to. But now that I'm in Nashville, that's all I hear is country music. And now that I hear it, I kind of it's like, man, this stuff ain't that bad. So sometimes, man, before you judge it, just because it's not your first um, you know, your first pick, you know, or it's it's not something that you would gravitate to normally. Hey, man, sometimes give it a try. You might actually like it. Well, when you were growing up, uh, listening to both like your parents and grandparents, like did they listen to like Mahalia Jackson and and uh, artists like that? Oh, yeah, man. They definitely did. My, my mom, I can remember riding her Buick LeSabre being a kid and she would turn on Mahalia Jackson and I didn't even understand it at the time because I was like where's the drums where's the where's the where's the where's the guitar where's the I didn't understand it at the time but as I got older Mahalia Jackson was a jewel like you would never get another Mahalia Jackson you know you you didn't understand just how much of a jewel she was you know and so like yeah and influential you know to this day you know exactly. would you like to have have sort of a long-standing like you know have people listen to you you know generations from now hey if, if that's what's intended every art i mean listen man i don't think no artist creates just for them to listen to it of course you want your music to to influence and 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 go from generation to generation um more so now personally for me because of what you know my music is about and what is centered around and you know the message that it's it's all about christ and you know i get to do it in a in my own my very own unique way so yes you know every time someone tells me that hey jay you influence me man it's a blessing to me it's a it's a total blessing to me and sometimes People forget, you know, Aretha put out gospel albums. Elvis sang gospel music. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Elvis, actually, when he went got his record deal, I can't remember the, the studio he was at, but he actually recorded a Ink Spot song. And that's, you know, that's that was his demo. Um, um, so did, I was watching an Elvis documentary and, you know, when, when that came across that, you know, he went and re-recorded a, a Ink Spot song, I was like, oh, wow. You know, that just kind of blew me away. Really blew me away. See, everything comes full circle, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I like that. Do you think you would ever cover an Elvis song? Uh, I would, I'm never going to say never, but um, 
I'm never, I'm never gonna say never. I've, I've learned never say never because you, you know, <laughs> just never say never. Well, if you do a Christmas album, maybe you could do Blue Christmas. Oh, it, it, it's it's gonna be rock. It's gonna it's it's gonna it's gonna hit. It, it ain't gonna sound like Elvis. It's gonna sound like Jay Long if it ever would have happened. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's gonna be a little more upbeat. Oh yeah, a lot more. Well, so is uh, Jesus absolutely is my everything. Is that gonna be part of a bigger album? So we we actually already released the the Jamie album. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm actually thinking about going into this because as as when I we did the album I did the album in a week, and so um, and I actually did three albums this year, and you know Wait, three full albums I've i did three full albums this year and they wow. are released and that is that's amazing yeah, that's prolific yeah, yeah it is and we did them all in a week I jumped on a plane I flew to New Jersey to uh with my my musical director kenny black we sat in the studio and i stayed out there for a week we put an album together and i came back and we did another album and i came back and we did another album and i was just in creative mode but uh you know we're actually getting ready to get back in the studio and actually i'm going to sit down and i'm going to take longer than a week to actually you know create um, but with me having a long hiatus, um, I haven't been active since 2017. So, you know, just getting back in the studio late 2022, you know, um, it, I, I think I just had a lot in me. So I have three albums that totally sound different from one another. Um, and I think it was work that I had to finish when I actually took my hiatus. Uh, because if God has an assignment for you, you can't you can't go to the next assignment until you complete the one that was before that. And, you know, with me taking my hiatus and just throwing my hands up, you know, out of pure frustration and, you know, uh, the pride of, of, of pride that we have. Um, I, I, I stepped away from my calling. I stepped away from what I what I'm called to do. And, you know, um, from 2017 until I got back in the studio, I just I had this feeling that something was missing. So when I got in the studio, I had all this music in me and we, we got this music done. Uh, but I think that was my back pay of, you know, hey, these were supposed to come out from 2017 up until now. But y'all got them all in 2023. Uh, so we're going to actually go back in the studio and, and put 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 a, 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 a great album together. And uh, not saying that the ones we did today ain't, ain't good music. It's very good music, and um, I'm I'm loving it. But I want to go back in and actually uh, be surgical with this thing. Be surgical with my guitar. Be surgical with with the instruments. Be surgical with the vocals, and just put a great album together. You know, when you're taking a few years off, you know, as an artist, how are you spending that time? Is it like a lot of contemplation? um you're spending well me i was able to spend a lot of it with my wife uh we had i had just got married so you know um we were able to get to know one another but even she she was just waiting and you know she kept asking me you know jay won't you just get back in the studio and i kept telling her no and um 
it wasn't that I didn't have this deep desire to get in there. I like it's like I say, I just don't like the music industry. I don't like the politics of it. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like um, how you have these uh, uh, talented artists that are not appreciated. Uh, we're looked over. You know, if you think about it today, as great as a Mahalia Jackson was, and you know, is. You know, she wouldn't be appreciated at all today, you know, and and it's just weird, you know, to me that, you know, where music has gone. Um, to, I wouldn't call that music at all. I would just pretty much call it noise, you know, but um, with your mainstream music, don't get me wrong. Every now and again, you'll find that needle in the haystack was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is this is this is good. Um, but a lot of the music you hear today is, is junk. Mm -hmm. When you get frustrated by the music industry, does it help when you just go back to church, play a live concert and, you know, connect directly with people? Um, well, it's, it's always good to, when, when, when you connect with people or, you know, your music connects with someone, you know, um, th that's pretty much, you know, uh what i would say it's 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 a lifeline it's a it's a hey keep going you know so when you when you when you hear just one person tell you hey this song spoke to my life or this song spoke life into me or man i was contemplating on you know committing suicide or i was contemplating this but i heard your song and it you know it 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 really helped me in a dark time in my life when you get those messages and you get, you know, that's what really pushes you to keep going. And, you know, for someone to say, hey, you know, I, I was I was really slipping in my faith. But, you know, I, I, you know, listening to your music really made me think and it brought me back. Or, you know, I get a lot of, man, I don't really like Christian music, man. I'm a Christian, but I don't really like Christian music. But the way your music is, it's different. I didn't know Christian music could sound like this. So, you know, I get a lot of that and uh, it, it really, it motivates me and it keeps me going and lets me know that, you know, hey, they, they might want to try to keep Jesus out of mainstream, but, um, you know, it, 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 one person to me is mainstream, you know, um, of course, you know, you want the big concerts and it, it, hap it happens. And um, it, it will build, you know, and you'll get there if you're consistent and if it's your calling. Uh, but just to hear those intimate moments that 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 one that that small group of people tell you that, hey, man, this really blessed me. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it's enough to keep you going. Mm -hmm. Well, before we wrap up, uh, share where people can check out your music and learn more about you. Um, pretty much social media, everything is J dot L O N G. So, um, if you just Google me, J dot L O N G, I'll pop up on, on all platforms. And how do you most like to interact with fans? Is there any one platform that you have more conversations on? Uh, mainly Facebook and Instagram, uh, is where I'm, I'm more active. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fake, Facebook and Instagram. Well, to wrap up, let's talk about Jesus. Absolutely, is my everything. Do you remember like the first time you thought of that title? 
Uh, yeah, I was in the studio, uh, sick as a dog and just really contemplating, Lord, why am I in here? Why am I doing this again? What's going on? Like, I don't really want to do this whole music thing again, but I found myself back in the studio and that's when I said, like I said, he, he showed me my identity. He was like, okay, the world knows Jay Long, but who is Jamie? And, you know, um, Jamie is exactly that. My identity is found in Christ. So I just started humming this melody. And um, once I started humming this melody, it was like four o'clock in the morning. I wanted to wake everybody up, wake the engineer up, wake the producer up. I wanted everybody up. And I was like, man, I got to lay this down. And um, that's pretty much how the song came about. Uh, we woke up and we got to work and there you go. You get this funky Jesus tune. And when you put this out there, again, why is it so surprising in Christian music that a, a song not only has Jesus in the title, but it's the first word? <laughs> and isn't it funny how that so stands out even within gospel music nowadays? Uh, it, it, yeah, it, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like people will actually look at you. You can go to a christian event or a christian award show and, and you say jesus and they just look at you like and you like well ain't that what we here to talk about ain't that who we here to glorify ain't that who we here to well no it's it's pretty much becoming a fashion show now so like i say we're very bold in our approach and we're going to do it whether you like it or not you know he already told us Christ already told us that the world is going to hate us because he's chosen us out of the world. So because we've been chosen, the world is going to hate us. So I'm not surprised, but I'm going to be intentional with with uh, with 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 my music. And, and you're going to know who I'm talking about. Of course, you're going to hear testimonies in my music. You're going to hear all that. But I always point it right back to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who rose, the one who died and, and rose for, for, for all of us, for all of our sins. You know, through your struggles and your disappointments, what do you think are the most valuable lessons God has taught you? Don't be a people pleaser. Uh, live my life to please him and not please people because I'm a man and we all fall. We all fall short of the, of, of the glory of God. And I, I understand that I don't, I need, I need Christ more than I need people. You know, uh, I need Christ's approval more than I need people. And he already approved me because he chose me. He created me. And, um, you know, my sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven through the blood of Christ. If you accept Christ in your life, there is eternal life for you. You know, there's nothing that you've done that, that, that can take away the love of Christ. If you just give him a chance, if you, if you accept him into your life, you know, and uh, it's a free gift. And, you know, the world won't even give you water for free. And it's not something that a man can create. So how can a man put a price on water? You don't own it. You cannot create it. You can tell me you sent it through a machine to filter it, but you cannot create it. How can a man tell, how can a man uh, charge me for heat? A man didn't create fire. So a man wants to charge you for everything that you need essentially to live. But Christ, the gift he's given you is absolutely free and there's nothing you can do to buy it. All you have to do is accept it. And 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 I like free stuff. I, I would love to go to the gas station and they tell me, hey, it's free. Just travel wherever you want to go. 
but they're going to charge me a bill for something that I need. And um, I need Christ, but he gave it to me absolutely free. All I had to do was accept the gift. Well, I want to give you the last word here. And I'm, I'm just so taken by the fact that you grew up with all this music in your family. So just tell people, you know, what is so great about growing up with a household full of music and, you know, how can, how can families include music in their household? Um, man, music, music is, music can be the soundtrack to your, uh, to your life. You know, uh, music is very important and this is why I'm very careful with what I put out today because I see now that, you know, uh, some of the music that I was listening to early as a kid, you know, rap and, and uh, you know, all these hardcore, you know, songs, um, you know, I, I noticed I took on some of that identity, you know, like music kind of raised me and uh, outside of what my mom and my parents were doing, you know, uh, my father, you know, were raising me, this music was raising me. So it's, I'm very careful with even what I listen to, but, but music, man, music gets us through tough times. Music is, it gets us through good times. It, it brings us together. It helps us celebrate. It gets the party going, you know, um, you know, so, so, so music, man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to create it. And um, uh, I'm blessed every time someone listens to it. And um, I hope they take ultimately what you take away from uh, music is not only a good, a good song, but I want you to hear Christ. And that's what I want you to take from it. So, And if people are picking a church, should they first pick one with a really good choir? <laughs> well, honestly, when you when you're picking a church, I, I would I would I would say that um, you ask God what church um, that he he wants you in because you might be there to serve. You know, you might be um, called to that church to serve. So you know, it, when picking a church, ask ask uh, you know the Holy Spirit to lead you to the church that He wants you to go to. I like that, but it never hurts if they have a really good gospel choir. Oh, it never hurts. Never hurts. <laughs> well, hey, I want everyone to know I've been talking with Jay Long. That's J period Long. And the current single is Jesus Absolutely Is My Everything, also known as Jamie. Hey, I'm not only impressed by this song, but just the fact you've got this huge output this year, and it sounds like it's still going strong. And I'm just really looking forward to what you put out next. All glory to God, and I thank you for having me. All right, take care, and I hope I get to talk to you soon. Yes, sir. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.